welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Andy, how are you? I'm good. How about you? Good. Today is February 27th, 2023. We're wrapping up February tomorrow. We'll be into March before we know it. We're on season four, episode number 16. Today, uh, today's a sports edition. Uh, we'll give you, we'll provide all the sports updates, coverage, sports, high school, college, pro, world baseball, classic. Uh, we've got everything coming at you now. And, and trivia. And, and we got trivia. You know, March Madness is all about March, the state tournaments going on yeah. for four straight weekends in the month of March. But it always kicks off end of February. We've got girls hockey, gymnastics, dance. Uh, this weekend is state high school wrestling, Andy. Yeah. Now, I did a bonus episode on the girls preview, on the individual girls preview for all the 12 weights going through the eight finalists. Uh, that's out there. I can put a link to that in the description here. That's the, that's the girls' second ever time they're doing it. Now, trivia question is the boys. Hold on. I want, I want to back you up on that, the girls real quick first. I shared it on our, our Facebook page. Brother-in-law lives in Wyoming. Yes. He posted a news story. I shared it. A girl won the boys' tournament. Okay. They don't so, have a separate one. The girls wrestled with the boys, and she won the weight class. She took so the whole won the thing. weight class in the entire state is phenomenal. Um, yep. So now that is something else. Now we don't have that here in the boys in the girls. They split off here in Minnesota, the state of Minnesota, boys versus girls. Now that's not to say that the girls, a girl, could potentially elect to go with the boys, right? Right. They do during the season, yes. But she was in the tournament and won it. Won over the boys. Well, that episode was pretty interesting because we've got three or four ranked girls in the nation here in the state of Minnesota that are ranked in the nation in the yeah. top uh, top 10, top five, um, and they are going to be tough to beat. Now, they start also this coming Thursday. Now, the girls will be wrestling, I think, Saturday Saturday only, I believe. There's, there's yeah. less yeah. of them going and there's less weights, so they'll do nothing Thursday, nothing Friday. They'll do everything on, on Saturday. You're already in the quarterfinals if you if you made it this far anyway. So they do wrestle back for third and fifth and, con, you know, uh, consolation. So the trivia question today, ladies and gentlemen, is there's three classes of teams going to the state. The top eight teams in wrestling make the state in class A, double A, and triple A. Now, most of the teams that are going are all typically your top, top five, your top eight, your mainly they're they're ranked in the top 12 right of all the eight teams that go because there's multiple times there's sec teams in your section that you've got to beat in the sections before you even get to the state so uh there are some upsets there are some cinderella teams out there but there's one in particular is the question today today's trivia question is what is the lowest ranked team that's at the state coming up this thursday uh, this thursday is the teams individuals okay. Friday, Saturday, but Thursday's team event only all right. starting at 9 a.m. for all three classes. What is the team? What's the long shot? Who's the Cinderella team out there? If you know it, in uh, it doesn't matter what class A, double A, AA, or triple A, we'll get the answer. All right, do you want to start with some high school stuff? Yeah, I got some stuff. Flip me over to, to my stuff there. Well, here, we'll start with the World Baseball Class, though, like we do. 
We're on pool C this week, pool A, C. B, C, D, okay. and recap. Now, of course, you see in pool C, it's USA, Mexico, Colombia, Colombia, Canada, oh. and Great Britain. We're hitting just from the other two sides, saw uh, the Europeans and the uh, Far East, kind of drop names you might recognize. Team USA, you're going to recognize all the names. Unless you're new to the show, yeah, you got it. We're just to mention the Mets players. The team of course. But there's other names from the other teams we'll mention too. And you say, what about the Twins players? Okay, without sounding like Archie Bunker, there's not a lot of Americans on the Twins team. Correct. You look ahead, they got a lot on the, the team for the DR and Puerto Rico, which we'll cover next week. So we'll start with Team USA. First baseman, Pete Alonzo. Him and Paul Goldschmidt will be split in there, so one will be DH and one will be playing first. But there's Pete Alonzo, the polar bear, as they call him. He'll be participating. And also Jeff McNeil. Fun fact here, Dan. If you look at that, Jeff McNeil, you see his stats there. See that birthday, April 8th? Yes. Same birthday as Gary Carter. Gary Carter. Is that yeah. why Carter wore the eight jersey? I I don't know if that was the significance of that or not, but it could be. Now Mr. Same. McNeil won the batting title, did he not? Yes. And there he is. He's just Joe average looking guy, just goes all out. Very good player. So very likable guy. Yes. <clears throat> very happy to still be a method and wants to finish his career there. So And Jerry Manuel, ex-Met, is the coach of the team, and there's Jerry's playing career and as manager and player. Tigers, Expos, Padres is a player. He's a manager with the Sox and the Mets and a coach. Expos, Marlins, Mets. That one year at the Marlins is when they got the championship, I believe, in 97. Yeah, yes. Champion, yep. Then they a, dismantled the next year, right? But, well, the two years the Marlins won it. This is a show for another day, but – they bought their championship those two years. Then they had a fire sale at, after you know that winter. So okay, but we'll cover that at the time. And he was AL Manager of the Year in two thousand when he was managing the White Sox. So kind of knows what he's doing. Tough thing to do. Some of the other coaches on Team USA names you may recognize: Brian McCann, Ken Griffey Jr., Andy Pettit, Dave Rigetti, and Michael Young. See, so you got Rigetti as the bullpen coach. Ken Griffey Jr. is your hitting coach. I, I don't know if this is a thanks, Ken, for playing. Sorry we didn't do this when you were playing. Is this a thing where he wants to try it, see if he wants to get into coaching? I don't know. Pettit Rigetti, I can see them getting into coaching. They're well, just, Rigetti is pretty old, right? Right. So I can see if he was a minor leaguer or if – Maybe they've spent time like at training camps as instruction, you know, like Molitor does and Winfield does and that for the Twins. But Junior, I wonder if this is a test for him, see if he wants to get into coaching. So yeah, it could be. That. It could be. He's uh, very good. I mean, that he's would a be a great, guy. great and, you know, thing. The, the wife hates what I say because she's, she's a teacher, but he's got all those swings. Like, how do you teach that? You know, those who can do, those who can't teach. Will Clark swing. Yeah, very few of these athletes are such beautiful athletes to watch make good coaches. 
So we'll see what Griffey turns out to be. Interesting. The Mexican team, Oliver Perez. Now, you look at Oliver Perez here, pitcher. He's had a cup of coffee with almost everybody and their brother playing because, well, he's a left-handed pitcher. He's going to pitch forever. His last regular season in the majors was in 22, so he didn't play last year, and he only had seven games in 22. I don't think this is a I want to still play in the bigs type of performance from him. I think it's just a I got enough to play for my country for something like this for two weeks, three weeks, you know. And I don't know if he's got the gas to go for a season. Interesting. TJ Walker, ex Mets, now with the other team in Pennsylvania. Um, but again, regular name, you might recognize him. Good luck to him this season. And, and we hear from, from the Brewers. This guy has got a great career ahead of him, I think. I really do. I, I love watching him play. Um, you know, but geez, Andy, he batted 239 last year. That sucks. Yeah, it does, but you know what? He's fun to watch in the field. He's good, he's clean, and he's young. Give him time. Yes. For that name. And their coach, there he is, Benji Gill. Remember Benji Gill? No, I don't remember him at all. Benji Gill was a player. Uh, he uh, played for the Rangers and with the Angels, and he's coached with the Angels. Uh, Mexican baseball he's down there right now with those represents mexico pan american games oh, uh, the tomatoes the tomatoes yes he coaches the tomatoes okay uh led the puerto rican team to or the pan am games to a third place finish bronze so knows what he's doing that's the wrong button there we go and also there is Vinny Castilla as a coach for Mexico. He's in the Mexican Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, yes. And, you know, you look at his career. He had that great career at the Rockies for for a few years because he was just a power hitter at the right time in the right ballpark. And then he just couldn't yeah. land anywhere for more than a couple years after that. But uh, This guy was good. Yeah. You know, uh, 276 average, 320, so just – Oh, good. You're good. Number four hitter back in that era, you know. I mean, look at his stats. Two-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, RBI leader in 24, and again, another member of the Mexican Hall of Fame. Team Canada. Just a couple names you might not recognize for Canada, but Freddie Freeman's going to play again for Team Canada. At okay. the base number one there, some people call it. So watch for Freddie player. Freddie, good player. He's been uh, popping off lately about the Mets. Um, basically has no issue with the Mets spending money. He goes, that's what it's there for. So Great Britain, a couple of names to watch for here. Harry Ford, um, catcher in the Mariner system. I don't know him. He's pretty low in the Mariners. He's a ball, but you keep an eye on this name. He was a, a first-round pick. Um, pick number 12 in the 21 draft. Remember that name. A um, couple, three years, you might see him doing some stuff. Um, he's 20 years old. He's just a little boy. So a catcher out of a Kennesaw, Georgia. Yes. So keep an eye on him. Um, if you watch the team Great, or Great Britain, their team, he's one of the three catchers there. But just remember that name. 
Harry Ford. Easy name to remember, but catcher for the Mariners. Minnesota State High School League hockey girls finished up. Class A champion War Road, which I think would probably finish fourth in the men's term boys tournament. They're a good team, those girls are. Oh yes. They're just a machine. They're just so fun to watch. Just boom, boom. And the Gentry Stars over Andover. Gentry Stars upset Minnetonka in the second round. And yes, I cried that night. But I said it. Do we have a result of that third place game? Uh, We do, and we're not talking about it. Okay. We're not going to talk about it. That was uh, perhaps one of the best matchups for a third place game in the history of state Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. We're, We're not talking about it. We're going on. Okay, I, don't, I don't know the result. I won't bring it up, but boy, yeah. that yeah. would have been. Yeah. For another show, maybe. Yes. Girls' results. Here's Team Class A for gymnastics. Uh, Watertown Mayor coming in fourth. And uh, you see their sections over there and how they all did in each individual uh, exercise, vault, uneven bars, balance beam, floor exercise, and then the team score. There's the individuals. Reagan Kelly from Watertown is your overall winner. Wow. Um, but here's the thing where I like I like looking at this stuff like for track or for wrestling or for gymnastics. We see this. You know, you see 12th grader, 12th grader, 10th grade, 12th, 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 12th. You see those underclassmen, if you will, pop it up there. Dakota yeah. Exit from New Branch or North Branch. 10th grade, and she was third. So, you know, that she's the name to watch because uh, Reagan Kelly from Watertown, three years in a row, did very, very well. So this has got the passing of the torch in a way. So, uh, yes, congrats Maggie, to her. Maggie McCabe, 15th for Watertown, also down there. So first and 15th we had. Double A, New Prague takes home the, the trophy. St. Cloud Oatana, Hopkins at sixth. There's our standings again. You know, Mayo Woods, fourth place, tenth grade, tenth grade and fifth place, ninth grade. Look at all those underclassmen up there. So it's kind of good to watch. Yeah, and this is the finals for the state. I mean, yeah. uh, most of them are the under, uh, not even seniors at this level. Yeah. So that's going to be the group to watch for next season. Yeah, a lot of underclassmen that goes. So that's kind of fun to watch too. Northern Sun basketball. I got before the game. I was watching the the Beavs play. There's how the men's bracket started out, down to the final four here. Bemidji State and Moorhead are playing in the afternoon game. Uh, Moorhead was up by ten at half, and Duluth and Northern State played in the earlier game. And to tell you the truth, I do not know who won that one. So we'll go from there. So there's your there that, and they'll play out tomorrow for the championship. The gals, Minnesota Duluth won theirs semis the other day against Augustana, and Minnesota State Mankato over Southwest Minnesota State, and they will play the twenty eighth. So these are in Sioux Falls. These games going. So on. these are conference conference tournaments here. Yes. Now, yes, if they win, they're in. But this is Division II basketball, so you won't see these names on Selection Sunday. So it's Division II. 
CCHA college hockey, they have play everybody's playoffs right now, Dan. And there it is for the Mesa Cup. And I'll blow this up here for the first round so you can see the upper bracket, the one seed, Minnesota State Mavericks and Lake Superior. And then Northern Michigan and the Beavs in the 4-5 game. Then you have Bowling Green and Ferris State, Michigan Tech, and the Tommies to round off the bottom half. Now, the first round of games is best of three. And then after that, it's single elimination. So. Okay. Women's basketball tournament at center of the target, target center. Um, 16 teams in the big – or 14 teams in the Big Ten. It's that new math. Uh, so Minnesota's in that first round, first game. Because when you're bad, that's what you got to do. You know, you got to win five games to make it in automatically for them, which I don't think is happening. You see the top four seeds, they get the first two rounds as a bye. Indiana, Ohio State, Iowa, and Maryland. Are, uh, well deserved. Get the buys, yes. So there's those games coming up. Big Ten men's hockey. Now, I skipped over the boys for Big Ten basketball. They still got a week of the regular season to go. They're not seeded yep. yet in the tournament. So Correct. Hockey, seven teams. Gophers are the one that so they get the first round by. Notre Dame and Michigan State are the four or five. Michigan and Scotty, Ohio State and Penn State. And once again, best of three. Yes. And these games take place at the higher seed. So okay. Okay. There's no like one place for it, so. And the women's WCHA, sponsored by Quick Trip, uh, Gophers, Bucky Badger on one side of the bracket, Ohio State, and the Loggies on the other side. So there we go. And that's also at Ritter Arena here in Minneapolis, March 3 and 4. Yeah, some good. That's some good hockey right there. Uh, yep. If you like women's hockey, you're just like the pure natural hockey sport. There's there's a place you'll spend the weekend. And now for Dan's favorite part of the show. My favorite. Okay. I know I've mentioned it once, and it reared its ugly head again yesterday as I was watching sports on TV. So I have to bring it up again. Okay. Spring training baseball, I guess. I'm okay if you have the players mic'd and talk to them during the game as they're in the outfield. It's spring training. Okay. You want to mic up a football player and listen to what he's saying afterwards on the bench, as long as you've edited it out and you got a seven-second delay, that's fine. Do not go to a player as they just lost the game or just won the game and throw a microphone in their face. Or, as in the instance yesterday in NASCAR, you want to listen to the audio play between or the audio conversation between the driver and his crew chief or the driver and a spotter, that's fine. Don't do it live because there's emotions, there's tension going, and they're drivers, they're mechanics. If you've ever been in the shop when your dad's working, he's not exactly listening to uh, the religious station and singing praise is always in there. Because when you do that and you have the driver and the crew chief talking back and forth and the announcer has to come back and go, oh, we apologize for that. 
That's on you. Play it under delay. We'll be none the wiser. And if he did drop a swear word in there, then don't play it. Simple enough. Now, was I offended by the swearing? No. No. But don't don't apologize for either. We're watching NASCAR for crying out loud. We get it. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's a tough it's a tough thing because then I, I think sometimes with the FCC they've got to apologize. So I think they, they throw in the obligatory oh we're apologize for that. Right. Uh, but you're right. We don't really want to hear that either. Uh, it is what it is. But. Uh, yeah. yeah, so either play that seven-second delay and go, here's from their conversation we heard, and you can beep it out then. We're fine with that. But if you want to be live or you want to go to an athlete right after something just happened, you're going to get some things said you don't want to hear. So play it on the delay. Have your live game be delayed five, six seconds so you can catch those and cut them out. I mean, I don't know. You apologize for a guy dropping a swear to NASCAR, but do you watch the halftime shows during the Super Bowl? Anyway, that's what I got, sir. Um, spring training-wise, as far as I know, from Mets and Twins, everybody's healthy. No one's injured. No one's broken anything yet. So we're still good there. Um, no other real major injuries. I heard one guy got caught a pitch off the kneecap today, but you know that's going to happen in the season. You take a couple days off. Nothing – Nothing uh, career-ending. Now, what is um, what is the rule for the new new pitching this year? Uh, is it a number of times you can make a pickoff attempt at first base? Is, is that one. limited? Once. Yeah. Now, that hasn't All been right. an issue. I've heard some games and calls. Uh, Machado's coming up bragging how, oh, I guess I'll start with a one count a lot because he's going to admit he's going slow, just whatever. Um, the game ended in a tie. Because of the batter wasn't ready, and so they called him out. Tie, bases loaded, full count. Oh, you're not ready. Strike three. Game. You know. Now my going to be a tough one. My my suggestion. Well, by the way, the reason I brought that up, I was following the Twins game today on the live cast um, on the game, and uh, the Twins uh, they ultimately lost, I think, four to one to Boston today. But I saw a guy reach on a walk, and I see the on the game cast the pitch by pitch, and it says. Pickoff attempt to first base. Okay, no big deal. And then I see it come up again. Pickoff attempt at first base, back to back. And I had to do it once. I had to do a double take because I thought I don't think you can do that. Then it refreshed and it says Bach called batter at first advances to second. So what okay. they do is if you do it over there twice as a mistake, which I think that this was, you would never yeah. do a two, two straight pitches. You never made, made an attempt home. That's just called a balk. They advance him over to second, and okay. I'm sure he got talking to uh, by the coaching staff as a, you know, later in the game, someone from the Red Sox uh, did that. But yeah, you you can only make one pickoff attempt. So the question then is, why is the first pitch holding him on? Why is he holding him on for the second time? And if the batter or the runner in this case, uh, the, the runner knows you made that first pickoff attempt early in the count, uh, you're you're basically free to go. Yeah. Go halfway the, down the line the and wait. Pitch. So you're going to get to second anyway. If not, they make a call over there. You're at second for a balk anyway. Now the bases are close together. But the catcher now has got to be ready 
because and I, and I like this because you make one attempt to first and you've already used that you've exhausted that for that batter one attempt at first you know he's going to potentially be running whether he's the person's fast or not so now the catcher has got to be ready to make the throw down to second if there's already been one pickoff attempt because they can't go there again right so i think that will be interesting okay now here's my take? question on that is after the pitch can the catcher throw it the first as a pickoff you've i've seen that oh. sometimes that i think that's still fair game because that's part of the the subsequent play you know the pitch comes in right. and it's a quick relay rather yeah. than stepping off going and, and delaying right. all this time so that, that might be the play so word. I, think, I think that'll be interesting i've only followed a couple of the games so far to see how this stuff is going but that's th th what they do is if you throw it a second uh throw it a first two two times or more than once um they will call a balk and advance the runners uh, because you can't do that now so we're seeing some of those come come through but it did strike me as odd. And now, I've seen all players happy about getting base hits with no shift. So you're going to see that. I think uh, batting average is going up. Oh yes, yes. You know they have been so last couple of years so low. Um, you know, so maybe we'll see them back to get getting back to back to normal. But you know, two thirty, two fifty, two sixty was good. I, I saw a tweet the other day on the on the tweeter machine. Uh, Rod Crew and Tony O standing there. You know, they still take a little BP down training camp. They stand with the bat in their hand. And I just think back, guys like like Tony O and Rod and Tony Gwynn and Wade Boggs. Yeah. How, you, you can't put a shift on them. Straight away is how you play with guys like that because they get hit they get hit through a Cheerio, a Cheerio if they wanted to. You know? I mean, so with hitters like that, you didn't have a shift. It was the David Ortiz's of the world that could do nothing but pull the ball. The that genre of players, that class, if you will, where they all wanted to go for the home runs and they pulled the ball all the time. That's how the shift started. And it's mostly left-handers. That's the sad part. Yep. Well, so this Thursday, we've got some state wrestling coming up. Now, I'm going yes. to the X. Uh, not to watch individuals, but on Thursday, I'm going to go there in the morning to watch the 9 o'clock matches. 9 a.m., I'm going to repeat that. Nice. This is tough for, for wrestlers, I think, to get that up early, weigh in at 7, get ready yeah. to go and, and wrestle for a team at 9 a.m. Then if you win, you wrestle again at 1. If you lose, you wrestle back-to-back, -back, you go at 11 o'clock. So all day Thursday is just the team competition um, only. So Class A – uh, we've got as far as the feature, you know, it's Jackson County Central is the, is the team to beat there. Caledonia, Houston, Belgrade, uh, Bruton, El Rosa, all those should be good. Class AA is you get the Simley, you get the New Prague on the other side of the bracket, Cass and Manterville on the other side of the bracket. Uh, that looks like it's going to be a 1-4 one, one versus a 2-3 in the finals. Yep. All those teams there will be good. Class AAA Going to support the Carver County here. Uh, Waconia is going ranked two, number two seed in the class three A big schools for wrestling. Nice. But they are the number three ranked team in the state for class three A. Second ranked, second seeded, but third ranked in the state. Hastings is third seeded, but second ranked in the state. Oh. 
interesting there because they're both in the same side of the bracket. I got a feeling both Waconia and Hastings will win to advance and play yeah. each other, and then we'll get our true, true shot there. You know, uh, St. Michael on the other side is going to go up probably against Stillwater. Apple Valley, after being good for so many years, is the number 10, 10 ranked, 10th ranked wow. team in the state for AAA. They're a five seed and may not even get out of that first first round. So that's that's Thursday morning at the X. Uh, I'll be providing some updates, taking some photos there. If at the 9 o'clock, everyone plays at 9, you lose. You're an elimination match at 11 o'clock a.m. You could be done for the tournament for your team by noon on day one. That's what I think they want to do, though. They want to get the uh, – Get the noise out of there and then focus on the uh, the good yep. teams. And now the trivia question was okay. who's the first who's the worst seeded team? Who's the worst ranked team that qualified for state this this year in wrestling? Do you have any okay, bets? I think I got this one. I think I got this one. Because I know we talked about it last week, like in double A. We had, you know, you had New Prague and you had Scott West and Watertown all in the same class, all in the same group. All ranked all in the ranked top, top 20. 10. Top and only one goal. Okay. Yeah. okay, but you don't see a right lot. We get three schools up there, so I'm gonna say I I won't know the school, but I bet you the lowest ranked team has probably been 15. Good question. Good question. The lowest this year, and it's an anomaly. It's not. I don't think the worst ever, but a number 19 ranked team in the state wow. is going wow. to state class A, Medford. Okay, is ranked really 19th in the state of Minnesota, just in Class A. And like you just got done saying, Andy, a lot of these teams uh, two weeks ago got done beating up on teams ranked higher than that just in their own section. Right. Now you get a team that's ranked 19th in the state going to state, qualifying for the state tournament. Not saying it's a weak section, but on paper it is a weak section. There's no, yep. there's a, there, there was no upsets to get there. They were the top team in their section. So yes, it is got there. That was a top. Wow. And so it's not a Cinderella. You know, there's a difference between up getting an upset to go to state or just going to state because you have a weak section. Medford, congrats to them for yeah. going because they yeah. obviously won. But uh, it's going to be tough going up against the first match, a, a third ranked team in the state. And then after that, if you uh, if you lose that, you're taking on either a number two or a number 12 ranked team in the state. So good, happy that they got in there to go, yep. but it's going to be tough for a 19th ranked team to do much damage at the state. We'll have updates on them to see how they do on Thursday as well during the day on our Facebook page. Um, and and wrestling, I like other sports. I like other sports for wrestling. It's not like Medford could go, hey, we want to have one of our first matches of the year be against Watertown or Scott West, a higher ranked school. You can't do that in wrestling like you can for basketball or hockey. You're kind of stuck geographically where you are. So so they're going to state. They're qualified. They'll be at the XL Energy Center for the tournament, but I don't think they'll last too long um, because most of those teams we've talked about already in sections two weeks ago that were in the semifinals were much better than a team ranked 19th within a tough section like that. That's just the way it falls. They know that going in. It's no big surprise. Now, the XFL, Andy, XFL. Yes. Just finished week number two. No news, nothing really to talk about. Uh, I'm just going to be providing some updates on the XFL. Nothing big. But um, now, did Tanner Morgan get signed by the USFL? I, th I heard he did, yes. Yeah. So, and, that, and, and the XFL is going on now, not the USFL, but 
Tanner Morgan, I think, was a first-round pick. And I don't know which one's better than the other. If you want to compare, I think they're kind of equal. Right now, I think they're they're balanced. But uh, yeah. USFL look for Tanner Morgan in a in a uniform for the USFL I, I, this coming spring. Former Gopher, five or six year guy. Yeah, seven, eight, nine years he played for. The, I think he's forty now. He's got a lot of years, a lot of games under his belt. I heard That's a couple. A couple notes I heard is um one player, and I'm blanking on the name. I know I put it on our social media. He uh, has been benched in Canadian Football League, the NFL, XFL, you know, USFL. Poor guy always gets a starting job to get benched. And then another thing, uh, Dwayne Johnson, president and owner of the XFL, brought up is AJ McCowan, who's like led his team to back-to-back wins. And he goes, here's a guy who wanted to come play XFL because he's just wants to kind of we've some of these tribute bands and smaller bands in town. He wants to sleep at home every night. You know, he the road's not for him anymore. Got a young family. Still wants to play, but doesn't want to try to be the second or backup for a third string quarterback for a pro team. Just, I want to start. I want to play. And that's what I kind of like about the XFL and USFL. You're going to see guys like that playing. Now, who the, want to play. the XFL, along with uh, Dwayne The Rock and their uh, their leader, uh, gal, uh, Danny Garcia, yeah. they're, they're focusing on player 54. They're focusing on the NFL has 53 players on the yeah. roster. And so the XFL is saying, we're not competing. We're not looking to compete. We're not looking to take roster spots. But – we are trying the best we can because on each of these teams in the XFL, there could be one player that could make the NFL roster that following year, that following season. It's kind of an underdog story, but it's yep. there's always a chance that someone doing well could land on a uh, on an NFL roster. But really, they're just saying 50, 53 guys make the roster. Best guy on an XFL team could be really consider themselves NFL player number 54 is what they can do to shoot for. Yep. They're going to be that minor league triple A team is what really is all it is. Um, there's going to be some standouts, of course, but you're really not going to be any better than uh, an NFL team unless you get, get there and make that next uh, advancement and get to that point. But fun to watch. A lot of these guys, like you say, are playing for the love of the game. Yeah. Not, not saying NFL players don't, but you see a lot more of it in the XFL, USFL, stuff like that. Correct, correct. Because um, they're not making that much money. The league itself, I can't believe they're making any money from a business standpoint. But these guys get to play 10 more games, big stadium, not a lot of crowds, 10 games a year, and then the postseason, and then it's and then it's done. And so that's all I've got for this week. Anything else, Andy? Uh, no, just more high school coverage next week um, for basketball tournaments. Um, boys hockey, their section should be setting up. All of our college brackets, we will have final uh, finals for that. Pool and college team. basketball, men's basketball, like you said, next couple of weeks will be a lot of conference uh, yep. tournament fun stuff. All the joys. Regular and season will be wrapping up. But that's all I've got for this week. That's have all I got. Week. Have a good week. See ya.